welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City, the podcast. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we're so excited to be with you guys today. Oh, Christina, and I'm so happy to be chatting with you. Yes, I know. It's weird to be away from you. I know. Christina's currently in Nashville, Tennessee, honey. She's in Nashville. Christina, do you have an accent yet? <laughs> I do. Do people in Nashville have accents? Like, yes. do they have? They yes. do. Yes. Yes. How does thick, it sound? Thick Southern accent. Southern accent. Wow. Right. How does mine compare to the normal Southern accent? Huh. Yours is a little slower, I would oh, say. <laughs> a bit of a drowl. I've got the Beverly Hills drawl, so my accent's a bit of an emulgulation from all the places. I'm so excited. So today, um, you guys, we um, our main headquarter offices have been for the past, how many years, Christina? Five or six uh, in Brentwood? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so we've been at this amazing, amazing office. Um, our offices have, have been in Brentwood. Um, and honestly, just to be completely real with you guys, the homeless population has gotten so horrifically out of hand on the whole West Side, um, especially right near our offices because our offices are near the VA, which now they it's literally a homeless encampment. Um, sorry, this isn't even political. Like this is just reality of what we've been dealing with. Um, and kind of my final straw was, I mean, we had so many final straws, but I don't feel safe. Even midday walking to get lunch, I don't feel safe at our offices anymore. So finally we said, okay, we need to be back in the homeland. And where's the homeland? Bivalils, Bivalils. So baby's going back to Beverly Hills, honey. So today I have a few different site visits of offices that I'll be doing um, later on in the day. And I'm so excited to take a look at everything. Um, and yeah, we I'm, I'm so thrilled. From what I see, they look stunning. So all of our new clients will be able to experience the beauty of Beverly Hills. Um, so yeah, I feel as though it changed. You in say it with a Cockney accent. It's <laughs> I feel like an emotional change is going to also come in my body because the more time that I spend in Beverly Hills, the more just at peace I am just with everything. So, um, so yeah, we're super excited, but anyway, you guys, we have such a fun show for you today. Um, Christina, how are you doing? You're doing well. Doing great. Doing great. You can hear me okay, right, Alessandra? Yeah, I hear you great. I, okay, I don't know. Good. You're adjusting your headset and it's a little <laughs> disarming. <laughs> kind of strange. I just want to make sure you can hear me. Yeah, I hear you wonderfully. Okay, um, good. 
So you guys, we have such a great show for you today. We actually have a lot of fashion slash just like fun stuff to talk about for boys. Don't worry. We, we got you too. As always, we have a Mansers question today. So this is from one of our male listeners that Christina is going to explain to me because, you know, what have I learned over the past years? Me and a lot of men, there just seems to be a bit of a disconnect. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like I'm partially kidding, but love them. Love all the men. And I've been known as a self-proclaimed man whisper. <laughs> Remember? So guys in our early bios, when we were just starting out as matchmakers and, you know, we had a, we had matchmaking experience. It wasn't that we did not have, you know, actual legit matchmaking experience, but we didn't have like, you know, now you read our bios and it's like, oh, Sandra Conti, access Hollywood, face the truth, you know, MTVs, are you the one? Like you have like all these legit things. But when we first started, we really had to clump up the bios. And one of embellish. my <laughs> embellish, we had to embellish the bios and one of my earliest bios, it's so funny because Christina, what did, what did it say? Did it say those words? Yes. <laughs> A self-proclaimed man whisper? This self-proclaimed man whisper. <laughs> like amazing. Amazing. I, can't believe, I, I don't think we actually wrote that. I think we just joked about saying that. No, because... we had it. We had it. We said it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's bad. Okay. Anyway, and regarding Christina, maybe put it a little further from your mouth just because my bun is getting in the way. I know. Christina has this adorable high bun on today. Um, We would call it a man repeller bun, but she's rocking it. Honestly, anything Christina does, it's, it's impossible to repel men with anything that Christina wears. But let's move into our first segment, you guys. Stars. They're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay. It is New York Fashion Week, everybody. Everybody in the club. Um, So it's New York Fashion Week this week. And um, so a lot of different really fun shows. The uh, Hadid sisters are all over the place. I feel like Gigi and Bella are kind of like to the modeling world, what you and I are to the matchmaking world. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the Hadids, um, Gigi and Bella. I'm I'm really complimenting us, Christina, because they're the <laughs> biggest supermodels in the world. But anyway, um, in real life, what is our go-to date night look? Okay, well, we've had this for a long time, and it doesn't change. It just is evergreen. Evergreen. So if you get this as ladies, if you get a, a form-fitting black dress and nude heels, you are good to go with a first date night look for a long time. And we don't want you showing too much on up here in the chest area. We don't want you showing too much lag, but it has to be form fitting. It has to be something where you can see your shape. And for that's the basic, basic. And then we're just saying for ladies or for men as well. Let's talk about men too. Okay. And, but before we go into men, can I just make a little comment on the ladies? Sure. 
Yeah. Little black dress um, and nude heels, tried and true standard first date and honestly any date attire. And um, the really cool part about just finding a fitted black dress that works for you, works for your body. As somebody who I have, my weight has fluctuated quite aggressively. And um, I, even when I was like a billion pounds more than I am now, that was such like, I always felt so like prepared for any date that I was going to any location. Um, and it's so great because you can kind of dress it up or you can dress it down. And also you're showing, like Christina said, you're showing your shape, you're showing your form. Um, I've also found that if you're going to get a, a black dress that is either off the shoulder up top, or maybe it's a little bit lower, not too plunging. Like you never want to be like putting it putting all of your fabulous womanly assets on display on the first date. Um, But even if it's a little low cut, it's always good to do a dress that's maybe at knee length or right above knee length so that you have like, it's just whatever, whatever area you're showing, if you're showing a lot of a a little more skin up top, you can then like just have a little bit of a longer dress on the bottom. Um, And yeah, and that's also really nice as, as I kind of have gotten older, I've really appreciated the, the dress that goes right above the knee. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the beautiful part about that as well is that you can do a, you can literally dress it up or dress it down in any way. Like you can have a leather jacket, you can have a suede jacket, you can have a jean jacket that you throw on top of it. A little faux fur. I love that thing that you lent me. Yes, I know. It's so cute. So it's just such a good standard date outfit. Right. Um, And it's hard to find. So you will probably need to spend some time searching for something like that. Especially something that's a little more on the conservative side. You can find tons of things that are really short with a really low neckline, but the staple classic Chanel looking Audrey Hepburn little black dress is very difficult to come by, but that's what yeah. we're looking for. It's difficult, but it's actually really easy, Christina. It's I, I, cause I feel you don't shop as much as I do. And I shop a lot and you it's, see those things. You see what we're talking well, about. Literally Google, just Google. Right. Fitted Online, black dress. But I'm seeing yeah. in person. I've been to, yeah. I've been shopping and I, it's hard to find clothes that I like that are, yeah conservative and classy and that Audrey Hepburn Chanel look that I'm talking about. Also though, I don't want to scare people away by saying the Audrey Hepburn Chanel look, because this can be, if you're going to a bar in, in the Valley, you know what I mean? Like you can still wear a black dress, a fitted black dress and nude, but they don't have to be stilettos. They can be like nude, like lace up sandals or like, or like higher, um, yeah. Wedges so, or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wedges are a little, yeah. I, I, I prefer like a platform as opposed to the term oh, wedge. Yeah. I the know. Term wedges wedge. are not, if, if, but if you're saying you're going to some kind of bar, that's it. That's fine. I think like yeah. platforms are like, yes, yes, just, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, like yes. cute. Yeah. Cute. Wedges would be more for a beach situation. Yeah. The word wedge, I just feel like wedges have gotten, it's, it's giving me a bit of the ick. 
but it's okay. It's fine. yeah. I'm don't just, being a just brat stay away being from them. I just I just wouldn't wear them on a date ever. But you're saying for more really casual things. That's why I thought of them. But yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. Stay away. Don't stay away. Yeah. Okay. Stilettos and then, are much more attractive, and guess makes a really just very attractive shoe that has a little toe opening and a little platform and and. Yeah, it's really nice. You have really those, nice right, Christina? Yeah, yeah I got so them cute. many years ago, and then I got another kind of them a few years later because they're just, if you want to look good, that yeah. is what to wear. And yeah, that's, I love that. Okay, and yeah, tried and, t- tried and true. For men, Christina, now what do men wear on a first date? Well, we always say fitted is your friend. You want to make sure that you're wearing clothes that fit you properly, And you can wear, it depends on the location that you go to, but we say dark wash jeans or dark slacks, something that is just perfectly fits you for pants, a nice collared shirt and a blazer, then nice long. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a collared shirt. I would also say, um, a, a nice, uh, just plain V neck. It doesn't have to be a low V, but plain either gray or with the dark wash jeans. If you're doing, don't wear those with the slacks only wear the collared shirt. If you're wearing slacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the dark wash or gray jeans or like gray, um, khaki color jeans, not your, what about black jeans? That's okay. Yeah. Black jeans are fine. Yeah. But you can't wear a black shirt if you're wearing black jeans. Yeah. You'll be with your vibe. Right. Winter and don't vibes. wear white, white shirt. What do you think about a white shirt, Alessandra? I think it looks too much like an undershirt. Yeah. I agree. I think gray looks really good. Yeah. Gray is um, really nice. Yeah. Gray. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a more casual and, and gray, don't, yeah. if you're wearing a V, oh, do God. not let your undershirt show. If you're wearing a collared shirt, do not let your undershirt show. Wait, are you super offended by that? I don't like that look. That's I so funny. I always get mad at Dan. I always t- tell him, what are you doing? Take it off or lower it. Yeah. And then and then for <laughs> up top for the for the uh the jacket, so you can either do a more casual blazer. So honestly, just go to a store and be like, hey, can you find can you show me a man's casual blazer? Literally Google man's casual blazer. Or there are these jackets um that are more uh they're more like sporty. I don't know what we would call them. They're like bomber jackets, but not like baseball bomber jackets. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like that bushy. Yeah. Not that bushy. (laughs) They're like more fitted and they're more, they're just more fitted, but they're still considered bomber jackets. Is there a celebrity who you're thinking of who wears those Alessandra? No, I'm just thinking of like the clothing that I have purchased for my, my, my man. Um, because that, yeah, like I love that look. It's a great look. It's a great look. Such a great look. And also guys like, like I, 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 Christina, I don't know how you feel about this, but there's actually something really refreshing to me about a guy that doesn't really know how to dress and that doesn't care about it. Like right. something about a guy that's just so into, oh, I need to get like, blah, blah, blah. like I just can't. I just freaking well, can't. I know, Alcindor, but I think the pe- the men who are listening probably are the ones who who don't care 
but they want to care for women. I know. And for, that's so for the nice. right woman, for the right yeah. woman. So yeah. that's the approach to come at it. Yeah. Like the wrong approach is I have an amazing style and all these ladies love me. And that's, and I'm just so cool. That's what yeah. you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate like a showy, like annoying person. Um, right. Right. So it is endearing if there's a man who doesn't really yeah. know how to dress that's, and if you're listening and you don't really care and you're that's, we love you. Yeah. We love you. If you don't really care, but you're like, Oh my gosh, what do I wear? I love that vibe. But there, yeah. are, there could be men listening who are really fashionable and oh, know what to wear. I'm so but sorry. Aren't, aren't using it to for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That's what or you're aren't like about. just so into themselves. Like just oh god. Right. Some anyway. guys have a really good sense of style, and that's mm-hmm. amazing. That's amazing. I would, sometimes yeah. <laughs> sometimes I wish that for Jan. No, Christina, believe me, you're better off. You're better <laughs> off being the fashionable one in the family. It's true that yeah. I don't have anyone criticizing my choices. No, yeah. And you don't want to be like, you know, you don't want a guy that's so obsessed with brands and looking at himself and oh, being, yeah, you know, true. everything fitting perfectly. Like you want a guy that's more like, and ladies, this is also good for you to hear as well, because mm-hmm. a lot of women are really judgmental of men when they, when they meet men on dates. And like, we've gotten feedback before oh, where we'll right. set up a woman with an amazing guy. And like, remember we set this woman up at, with a professor, very successful, highly intelligent, really just has it together, owns his own place, like all of the great things. So attractive, so attractive. And she literally flipped out saying that he wasn't dressed well. She flipped out. And we were, we literally, like one of the matchmakers, I think it was Karina that did her feedback session or Liat um, that did her feedback meeting. And I was reading the matchmaker meeting recap form. So all of our matchmakers, after they do date feedback meetings with our clients, they fill out a date feedback form. And then that goes to like all the matchmakers read it. And this is how we like discern next matches um, and all of that. So I was reading the date feedback, uh, the date feedback form, the meeting recap form. And it was so funny because um, I think Karina was like, you know, we determined that, another match was not warranted just because he did not dress well. Like that was not a reason why she should get another match in his place. All because he wore like, he wore like a, just, he didn't wear, he wore like jeans or something like that. And he didn't wear a blazer or something like, but yeah, like ladies, these are, these are, it's kind of like when you're buying a house, um, it's cosmetic. These are cosmetic things. Okay. Mm-hmm. If the bones are good, it's cosmetic. If you don't like, okay, you don't like the wallpaper. Right. You don't like cosmetic. the color of the walls, for yeah. instance, and you exactly. want to change that. That's fine. Paint it. Right. right. Paint it. How are the bones? How's mm-hmm. the structure? Yeah. You know? Um, okay. So let's move on. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley break off their engagement. Okay, so allegedly this is due to like COVID ideas um, and all of that. What? Yeah, yeah. So 
this is the rumor, the rumor mill, because they were such an awesome couple. And then Aaron Rodgers has kind of come under scrutiny because he, I, I believe he's like not into, you know, vax mandates. Um, and Shailene Woodley is incredibly, incredibly liberal. So it's like, that's kind of what oh, I would it's presume. A political, it's a political dissension. Yeah. It's a political dissension. So right. our, Different views on COVID and specifically vaccine status. Is that a reason? This is the in real life IRL. Is that a reason, a solid reason for a breakup? What do you think, Christina? Okay. First of all, who are these people? Can you just give us a little okay. context? Oh my gosh. Do you not know Aaron Rodgers? Okay. So Aaron no. Rodgers, I mean, I barely do either. I only know him because his brother was on The Bachelor. And the whole thing is people usually know it the other way around. Like Aaron Rodgers is, I think he's like a football player or something. Okay. And okay. His brother, and now I'm forgetting his brother's name, but he was on JoJo season. He won JoJo season. But the only reason I know his name is because of The Bachelor, because they're like estranged, the family's estranged, and da 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 da. da. I see. So, um, and Shailene Woodley, Christina, she's the actress that's from. Um, she was from like the Divergent series and she's been in a million things. Like if you just literally Google her, you'll recognize her immediately. She's a, she's a wonderful, um, uh, Shailene Woodley. Yeah. She's, oh, she was born in San Bernardino, California. Oh, and raised in Simi Valley. Look at that. But yeah, she's like, she was in Secret Life of the American Teenager, The Descendants, um, The Spectacular Now, like all of the, The Fault in Our Stars, The Divergent series, um, okay. Big Little Lies. Yeah. She's a phenomenal actress. I love her. She's also very well known for her political activism. She got arrested for like standing up against the, um, some drilling, blah, blah, blah thing. But anyway, so right. they, this couple was so refreshing. Um, back like during COVID, they were like one of the couples that I would talk about a lot on Access Hollywood. And but it was a really quick, like they kind of it was a it was a, a hot and heavy, um, mm. and a very kind of different, like two very different people from although both famous in their own rights, but one from the sports world, one from the acting world, and different personalities that you wouldn't necessarily match. I would never match them. You know, it just seems very different. But anyway, back to our original question. Right. The vaccination status, vaccination ideas. Is this like, is this grounds for either not meeting up with somebody for a first date or for a breakup? Well, I rolled my eyes because from the beginning, we have said as our company policy that that is not something that we are screening for. Yeah. And it's so funny because we've had people in the past say we were about to match them with their dream match, probably mm-hmm. the dream man or the dream woman. And it has been both men and women. So it's, I'm not just blaming one gender. So they have said, they certain people have said, I only want to meet people if they've been vaccinated, or I only want to meet people if they haven't been vaccinated. It's both sides. It's both sides. We, of course, and then we had one situation, which that was not a concern. And then they, the man, the person let us know after the fact and got really upset about it. And now that same person doesn't care anymore. 
And he freaking, I can't, I can't. I mean, it's, it, no, 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 the, the level of, of hypocriticalness, hypoc- hypocrisy. <sighs> Deep breaths. I love um, him. I think he's an amazing love, no, no, no. person. Love him. But it's just, this just no. shows that you, this is, there's so many barriers to getting to know the right person. And there are a few things that I say, yeah, this is a real concern. If someone's an atheist and someone is really into their, into his or her religion, huge concern. Mm-hmm. But to bring this to a level that a lot of people have, it's so divisive. Yeah. And it's something that is another blockade for you to get to you're perfect. You're the right person for you. And I don't mean to say the perfect person. There is no perfect person for you, but the right person for you who God has in mind for you, you're putting up some more roadblocks if you want to use that. However, I will say that if someone is that opposed to you on something that you care so much about after you've gotten to know them, that will be a continuous blockade for you to continue growing deeper in your relationship with that person. So that is something that you can discern as you are dating that person. If you feel that, okay, for instance, you are anti-abortion and this person is very much wants abortion to still be there. And you continually hit this, hit this, hit this, every single conversation you have, it's not going to work out not going to work out, mm-hmm. but at and I, least you've oh, yeah. given it a chance and seen if the person was open to changing his or her viewpoint. Yeah. And I also think there's something to be said for, um, for it just shows how you guys can communicate and right. how you guys can kind of influence each other. Because I, I think that I would love more people who are on opposite ends of the spectrum to be able to come together and chat and hear each other's points of view. Because a lot of times they're like, they come from good places, but, and, and then that will help kind of bridge that insane gap that is going on right now. And that's totally just divided the country and the world. So I'm a big believer in let's bring everybody together. Let's bring the vaxxed and the non-vaxxed together. Let's have them have a conversation. Let's, you know, and, but I also, so yes, a part of me believes in that. Another part of me also, though, knows how important kind of having a similar mindset like it, about is, yeah, yeah. worldview because mm-hmm. you are, you know, if somebody is staunchly, you know, right. conservative or staunchly liberal, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough, but there's as long, if you can have that open dialogue, be open, that's beautiful. And I've um, read that in a few people's profiles of yeah. our members. And I've said, thankfully they, even though they have these views, they say I'm open I'm to dialogue. Open. I'm open. Yeah. I, that's been a breath of fresh air. Any, Honestly, any intellectual person would want to be open. Right. Like exactly. I, I make sure to consume media that is not perfectly aligned with the way that I think, because it's, that's what critical thinking is. If you're only consuming media that is directly in line with what your viewpoint is, 
you are going, it's like a brainwashing mechanism. So it's important to hear other sides Mm -hmm. so that you can then understand at least where other people are coming from. And then you can derive your own conclusions because there's always bias in every zone. So anyway, I mean, not that I'm perfect by any means and I try to stay away from the news, but under the paradigm of what a woman should be. What a woman, what a human, human should be. But no, I mean, but I, also think that on what you said, Christina, like just in partnership so much of, you know, you guys could come in and this goes in line with so many different areas, but specifically with COVID and all of that. Like if somebody, if there are two people that are willing to grow and to open their minds and like adjust a little bit based on, you know, learning and what the other person has to say, that's what a relationship is, right? You're not, you know, you don't want to only, you know, clone yourself. Like that's with, with this, you know, right. does that, no, it exactly. Sense. And yeah. The only problem is you don't want to go against your conscience. Yeah. That's yeah. something important totally. to remember just because you're com- we're talking about compromising. Da, da, da. We don't mean to compromise your conscience. If your no. conscience is saying this is not a good thing, even though this person does it or believes in it, whatever it is, then you should not be with that person. Yeah. No, of course. That yeah, won't absolutely. Change, right. right. Yeah, just just want to say that final concluding no. point. I absolutely love that. Okay. So next, um, next, uh, stars are just like us. Love is blind. Season number two is out. Oh yes. Oh. So in real life is love really blind? So I actually, this is, I was in the catching, it was going to be in, and it will, well, I I guess I'll touch on it in catching up with the Contis, but I was a guest on um, NBC LX um, and we talked about Love is Blind and we talked about, um, it was a really fun segment. I'll post it on my Instagram. Um, But yeah, we talked about, is love really blind? I, I think that we've talked about this last season, but we actually have some empirical data now, um, some data from last season. So out of the six couples that got engaged, um, I believe, I, so, th- oh God, was it two couples that stayed together? So it's 33.3% of the couples that had gotten engaged from the experience are still together. Hmm. Um, so love is 33% blind, essentially. <laughs> Um, and that's what I said on the NBC LX thing. Um, Christina, what are your thoughts about this? Um, just what are your thoughts? Can you fall in love with somebody just verbally? I mean, I've tried that. It doesn't <laughs> work. Disaster. Oh my God. It's the worst. And then you meet the person in person. It's the most awkward awkward thing. And I'm not even talking about dating apps. I'm talking about friends introducing you and you just talk a lot online beforehand or text a lot. And then you meet. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's why we do when we set up people, it's, we want you to talk for the first time on the date. So it's not awkward. You haven't built Mm -hmm. anything with that person before. You haven't wasted hours and months and, and sometimes years of people are are long distance and young. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's a good social experiment though. I think mm-hmm. it would be cool if you, I would 
if someone is single and you want to try out for the show, go for it. But do you have to get engaged at the end of the season? You like, I think you get engaged like immediately, like after the pods, after in the pods, it's like you're, they're there to find their husband and wife, which this is, I mean, my viewpoint on it is that I just am very weary of anything that while I'm a matchmaker and I very much believe in dating with the intention of marriage, I think that that's phenomenal. I'm also very, 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 very weary of um, rushing in because I think that, and we, I think we talked about this last week and we've talked about this a lot, but it's so important to let people unfold. It's so important to not, um, not just put the blinders up with saying, this is my future husband. Therefore I'm going to, and kind of acting in that way. Um, because you, it it just, it, it can mess with you a lot and you can miss a lot of, um, yeah, it can just mess with you a lot. So all that to say, I also do believe that physical compatibility is really huge. And there's something to be said, if you just don't feel comfortable with somebody, like if you presence and energy, and I'm going to sound so LA, but somebody's energy is that's only something that you can determine when you're in the room with a person. Yeah. Like, so the, the person who talked to me about my energy on zoom, yeah, <laughs> somebody did didn't want to work with Christina because she didn't like her energy. <laughs> She didn't say those words, but it was, she wanted to find a matchmaker who she energetically fit with. So yeah. I, I guess I wasn't, you I weren't wasn't it. the one. You weren't it, Christina. <laughs> you weren't it. Our little energetic, energetic energizer bunny. But it's, I mean, listen, there is, I really think that the only way that you can really sense somebody's energy and be like, is to spend time with them and spend real time with them doing a variety of activities, spending a lot of hours together and also just being okay with like, I, my whole thought process on this is like being okay with whatever the outcome may be in a, in a new relationship Um, and being okay with, oh, hey, I'm not feeling very settled when I'm with this person or, oh, hey, this person makes me feel really anxious. I don't quite know why, but I don't get, I, but if, because the problem is if you guys have talked for hours and hours and hours and hours and, or you've even just been on hours and hours and hours and hours of fabulous dates or whatever, it's like, once you're actually with that person for an extended period of time, I think it's okay. Like I just, uh, my whole point is here. Don't rush into anything. Uh, Don't convince yourself. This is your future husband until you have actually spent real time with the person, not at a fabulous restaurant, not like I want to stripped down time together, Un, un, you know, unfiltered by your environment. As Strip Beverly down. Hills as Alessandra is, that's hard for her to say. <laughs> you guys, this is the hardest thing that I've ever had to say and the hardest thing I've ever had to learn myself. Yeah. You yeah. guys, I, and that's also why I think like um, COVID was so good in a way because you could, like, it wasn't about the environment. It was about spending time with the person as opposed to, you know, now that, you know, and restaurants are open and and there's so much, which is great, but you're falling in love with the environment and you're having fun, but it's important to remember that at the end of the day, 
it's all about the daily. It's all about that stripped down time together when you're just doing life together. What is your nervous system picking up? Are you feeling peaceful? Are you feeling settled? Are you feeling agitated? Are you having panic attacks? Like these are all really big (laughs) things. And it's okay if they're not your future husband or wife, even if you have a great conversation when you're freaking out on a date. Yep. Said beautifully. Okay. So let's move on to, we couldn't help but wonder. Oh, actually no. Sisterly advice. I got a little (laughs) distracted. Every week we answer a listener's burning question. And every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. I am taking a look at, we got this, I got a DM on Instagram from one of our male listeners. And he sent me this photo that had these words. I wanted this man to be vulnerable with me for so long. He finally called me yesterday and opened up. But the second he started crying, I lost all interest in him, dot, 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 quickly. This is a safe space, but not that safe. And the man wrote men's biggest fear. So I think Alessandra is a little confused because it wasn't actually a question, but I think I get it. I get it now, now now that you've read it. Okay. But why don't you explain this though? Explain it though, because I was a little confused initially, but now I get it. Do you want me to read it again? Or do you think it was came across? I get it. I I think just paraphrasing, basically women, what he's saying is women want men to be super vulnerable, open up. And the, but then the second that they do, women get turned off (laughs) and that's men's biggest fear. That's basically what he's saying. And he's like, yeah. oh my God, like, what do I do? You can't win. You can't listen. I, I mean, my first instinct to the, to tell the woman is like, girl, please, like, please, honey. No, 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 no. Um, but also I think that there's something to be said for, um, dumping, um, this, like, mm-hmm. I think men are very, women know how to share without word vomit oversharing because we share a lot to our friends. We share at brunch. We share at dinner. We share to our girl, our female family. We we're sharing a whole lot and we're used to sharing, but I think for men, they don't have those outlets. So when they kind of push that vulnerability button open, it can sometimes come off like the floodgates open and then they don't kind of understand that there's a level of like sharing that is just, is, is inappropriate. Is, yeah, yeah. Is okay. Mm-hmm. But then there's a line where it kind of goes below the line, but it's not even their fault because they don't get, this is like they're it's the floodgates. It's the floodgates, I think. Right. So I think it's learning. And I think that as women, it's okay to just be like, hey, I love that you're vulnerable with, with me. I love that you're open with me, but you know, there's a level and I'm your girlfriend and I'm going to support you or I'm dating you, but I'm not your therapist. Exactly. So there's a level that you share with your therapist. And then there's a level that you share with your significant other or your partner. Um, and I think that it's that finding that balance for men that is super important and it's challenging because they, they don't do this a lot. Like they don't know. No. And a lot of times men will, if they have a problem, they'll 
go into their man cave, go in a room, do something else, and it will work out in their minds. That that is their way of and then figuring figure out what they want to do with it. Women, when they have a problem, most often talk to someone about it, to mm-hmm. some trusted friend, relative, to work out. how to handle this problem. This is from, this is so true, but Mars, men are from Mars, Mars, women are from from Venus by Dr. John Gray. And it's right on point. So if a woman is pushing a guy constantly to be vulnerable and to go out of that cave space, that can be really problematic for the man because he feels unnatural doing it and he doesn't really know what to share. So it's important to know that if that's what you you do just tell tell the woman you know I'm being I'm being me I'm being open I'm I'm and make sure you are sharing things that are important that you need to not just bottling things up but don't and tell her you know I need this time to be able to work things out but I'll but tell her when you'll be back so I just I need a few hours or I need an hour or I need I need to take a walk or I need just mm-hmm. tell her what you need and then you can come back to the conversation grounded and saying okay this is what I think would be a great way of moving forward in this situation without needing to feel like you're yes you and go against your grain before you figured out the best way forward yeah because oh yeah a lot of men also they if exactly if they are kind of not push but like if that that floodgate open like then Mm -hmm. they they are kind of more reactive and they don't don't filter they don't filter the things that they're saying don't um, because even the best just, guys, even it's just, the this, best. Isn't, this isn't, this yeah. is just met, We're all human we're and human. this is a typical thing that happens with men. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, there's, this is Christina, but also we're talking about the 80 percenters. There are 20 right. percenters that do, are, right. they share all the time. They're like the, they're sharing they They know they're very verbal. They're sharing, they're sharing, they're sharing. And that's like the way that they move about the world. And that's great. But it's also, that's only 20% of men. And then mm-hmm. the rest of them, the 80%, those are the ones that don't quite understand the the, the levels of that. Right. Um, and But I do, I think that it's something that, like with this girl, I mean, the girl that did the TikTok or whatever that was, I think it's like, that's just horrifying and insensitive to like make a TikTok about that. And like, poor guy, like imagine he's like looking at this. But I think that what we can learn is that don't ladies, don't be super turned off because even the best guys can sometimes go there. And it doesn't mean that they're, you know, it just, they're trying to figure out how to share and you can put the boundary up and you can be like, Hey, for me, this is how I want you to share. I want you to make sure you're filtering what you're saying. Right. Um, I want to hear your feelings, of course. But there's, you know, I know this is new for you, but, you know, there are certain things that I don't necessarily need to hear that I would prefer you to talk to your brother about or your mom about or your dad or your just, a, you know, a cousin or a trusted confidant or friend. Um, so you can give men a blueprint on the way that you want to be, you want to communicate. And if a guy is really, you know, excited about you and wants to make it work with you, he'll take that blueprint and he'll, he'll, he'll put it into practice. Um, and it may not be perfect all the time. You may slip up a few times, but you can still, you can be like, Hey, 
remember the blueprint, like remember that. And then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm so sorry. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but keeping that boundary up, boundaries are our best friend ladies, and we have to kind of save strong in them and firm in them. Um, because you know, guys, they don't, otherwise they'll, they don't really know, you know? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let us move on to, we couldn't help but wonder as sisters, we grew up watching sex in the city. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2022, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode by episode, through today's lens. This is season four, episode two, The Real Me. Oh my gosh. So Carrie couldn't help but wonder, why is it? that we can see our friends perfectly. But when it comes to ourselves, no matter how hard we look, do we ever see ourselves clearly? Ah, so good. This is maybe one of my favorite episodes. Um, I have, I'm going to rewatch that. I'm going to watch this like probably tonight or tomorrow at some point because it's Friday, it's Saturday. Um, this is where Carrie, remember, walks in the fashion show and ends up falling on her face. And she has to wear those like, sparkly underpants and the blazer, that gorgeous outfit. Oh my gosh. What an outfit. I want to recreate that, but only not like underpants only. Um, but anyway, so she walks in this fashion show, she ends up falling. Um, but she was like, so back and forth and like was in denial that fashion was huge for her, but like, oh my gosh, like, like fashion of course is such a staple. Like it's a, it's a different, it's a character in sex in the city. So obviously she loves fashion. Um, and then for Miranda's thing, Miranda's storyline, um, a guy from her gym, like Miranda is just, remember, she's so sweaty and gross and just working out normally. And you know, Miranda, she could care less, um, but she's just working out. And then a guy comes up to her at the gym and hits on her and asks her out. And she's shocked, 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 shocked. It turns out that um, when she goes on the date and she's like, he tells her, oh yeah, she's so sexy. She then starts to really feel that confidence and display that confidence on the date. But then the guy is so turned off by her confidence. He liked that. She was kind of like self, uh, so, um, self-conscious because after the gym, she was like, oh my God, I'm not like being, I'm not trying to hit on anybody. So isn't that so crazy? Like he just wasn't into her confidence, which some listen, some men are intimidated by a confident woman. It is what it mm-hmm. is. Um, and then Charlotte's story. Oh yeah. She like, doesn't never investigates her, um, female parts, um, because she thinks she thinks of herself as ugly, but then she does. Yay. Um, and then, um, Samantha, Samantha, this is when she does the nude photo shoot, which is something that's been on my bucket list for quite some time. Um, I'm sure it's on your bucket list as well, Christina. I know how, you know, how that would really resonate with who you are as a Catholic, a a very conservative Catholic woman doing a nude photo shoot and then um, putting the photos in your home for all to see. I will say like, uh, you guys, I'm being sarcastic. Um, (laughs) I will say though, personally, I honestly would love to do that. I know that you're going to, you hate that Christina. I know you would be like, what are you talking about? Alessandra? I would do a tasteful spread. A tasteful. It reminds me of what that pastor said, that quote, when I was on trending with Timory on relevant radio, when we were talking about that pastor saying, ladies, you never need to show us post photos of yourself in bikinis 
or do you post photos of your weight loss journey or maternity journey of nude photos? We don't need to see that. Thank you. Your brothers. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Reminds me of it. That's really funny. It's so funny how, what a differing view I have, but I, I see for me, it's more for me. Like I honestly, I'm feeling a bit inspired. Like, I think that would be so beautiful. Oh gosh. gosh. It's fine. I I wouldn't expense it. I won't expense it. It will be personal, personal account. Um, No, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I won't, I won't be doing it, but I think there's just something I just, I'm so about celebrating our bodies and like, you know, we forget how beautiful we are. Like I, sometimes I, I forget, like I, and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, there you are. You beautiful little angel. But that doesn't mean that you need to do a nude photo shoot and post photos. No, but you don't have to post them. I'm just saying for yourself. Like, I love that about Samantha. She puts it in her home. I mean, the, the whole thing is though, she does get annoyed when the guy, the framer, like doesn't make a comment about it. Like she's like, why are you making, but then she gives the guy a tip. She gives another guy a tip that like delivers something when he says, Ooh, you have a nice butt. So it's kind of like this, like kind of, um, it's this weird message, right? Because my message is my personal message is that personally, I feel like that's so beautiful and empowering for me, for my eyes, for my future husband, for his eyes. Like to me, that's so beautiful and empowering. And it's just a good reminder to like, oh, wow, you beautiful. The body is so beautiful. You beautiful Right, Alessandra, but it's not just your eyes because it's the photographers taking the photos of you. It's the um, the framer who's going to frame those photos. It's people who are walking in your house and looking at them. Yeah, they should see. They should see whose home they're in. (laughs) Okay, and this is where we diverge. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about divergent. Um, (laughs) But anyway... But okay, back to kind of that initial question. When it comes to ourselves, no matter how hard we look, do we ever see ourselves clearly? Our friends can see us perfectly for some reason, but can we, why is it so hard for us to see ourselves clearly? Do you think it's hard? Well, I think it reminds me of a gospel, something in, in, in the gospel, one of the gospels where our Lord says that it's so easy for you to point out the speck in, in your neighbor's eye, but it's so hard to see the log in your own eye. Yeah. It's very, it's difficult to see ourselves clearly. But yeah, but I also think that's for some people, it's like all they see is the log. And you know what I mean? They can't mm. see, they can't see beyond the log. And I've had moments like that where I'm just so hard on myself and we can get so hard on ourselves. And it's It's true. It's in certain seasons for whatever reason, you can just be so hard on yourself. So just like self critical and like, as if, you know, and and lacking in self-compassion where, you know, for other people, like, you, we have so much compassion for other people and their struggles. And we see how beautiful other people are. And, but then for some reason, there are certain seasons that I have just so struggled to see beyond the log, you know? Right. Right. And I think a lot of women are like that. A lot of men are like that too. We're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And I, I think it comes down to in both scenarios of just remembering who you are and remembering that we're made in God's image, that we're all beautiful and unique and marvelous 
creatures that we, knowing that whatever the situation, whatever we look like, it doesn't matter. Whatever, all of these things, it doesn't matter. It's that fact that we are precious Mm -hmm. and we are one of a kind and beautiful. And we don't need to earn that. It's, there's nothing we could do to earn that. We need to earn that. And I think often for women, it comes down to what they're looking at. And if I would advise, if you're a listener listening to this, also men, if you are feeling that you're in this situation right now where you're very hypercritical of yourself, physical appearance, I would say stop looking at Instagram, stop looking at Facebook for a while, stop reading magazines like Cosmo or things that you're seeing these gorgeous images of airbrushed women all the time. So yeah, I mean, I love that advice. If somebody is being super critical and seeing the flaws physically, but what about when somebody is being incredibly critical of themselves, not physically, but just of everything else of just being so hard on themselves and so, you know, so hard on themselves. Right. And I get you because I'm like that. And I think a lot of people who are High achievers are very critical of themselves and they're perfectionists in one way or another. But actually, I had I was changing Austin's diaper once at it was in the middle of mass or something like that. And I said, Of course, I forgot this thing. That's this one thing that I actually needed to do this task. And then there's a lady there. He said, Only God is perfect. Mm. And that then I just paused and I realized, oh, wait, she's right. I'm getting so upset at myself for not having it all together. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best, but only God is perfect. So if I'm, I need to always remember that I'm going to fall short. There's always going to be something. That, that's why I say, I say about everything. There had to be something that went wrong at my wedding. It was the yeah. photos. There had to be, there's for every situation, we do not live in paradise. So Mm -hmm. there's going to be at least one thing wrong with anything that you do. For some reason, it's harder to forgive yourself because God forgives you. And a lot of the stuff he doesn't care about to begin with, Mm -hmm. but it's, we get very focused on ourselves when, if we change our focus to focus on, oh, actually that's not a really big deal because the Lord loves me, then that's the most important thing. And I'm, I'm focusing on my relationship with him or, and throughout all of these daily life struggles, then the smaller things will get less clear. That's why I love going to daily mass. Really. It mm-hmm. helps me realize what is most important about the day rather than get so rabbit hole about little things that I do wrong all the time. Yeah. That's such good advice, Christina. I love that. I absolutely love that. No. Yeah. I think, and I think it's also so nice to, um, I think community is so important and surrounding yourself with positive friends and family and just Mm -hmm. connecting with them on a daily basis, because I know the times when I am most self-critical and in my head and rabbit holy are the times when I'm most separated from my friends, from my family, 
Um, so I think that I know for me, it's really important to just connect every day and remember like, no, we're good because also those, your friends, your family, you know, they know you, they know who you are and they can almost help remind you of who you are when you lose it sometimes. So I think that's really important as well. And I know also for me that visiting, you know, going home, you know, quote unquote home, but like going to New York and kind of grounding myself and like looking at old photo albums and reading my old, like, you know, for me, that's how I reconnect with who I am and like, and like remembering that I'm, yeah. And I think also in relationships, it can be challenging because, um, I think a lot of women that I date coach, um, and I've definitely been guilty of this, um, that we get so caught up in our relationship and in the other person that it's, it can be just, it's tough. It's tough. So I think there's that balance of allowing somebody else to be in your life, but also, um, also remaining, like always remembering who you are, what your needs are, what your boundaries are, um, and just who you are and what you want, what you envision for your future and that, you know, all of that. So I'm kind of tangenting right now, but that I, I feel like, I feel like, because I know for me, that's always, that's a struggle for me. Um, and I can get very just, yeah. So I think, I think if it's a struggle for me, it's definitely a struggle for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I love that, Christina. I love that. So yeah. Amazing. Why don't we move forward? Catching up with the Contis. Yes. So Christina, do you want to begin with your little catching up? Oh, I guess my things that I can report are I will be on Relevant Radio's Trending with Timory on Thursday, March 10th, as well as another time, and that's, I think it's Thursday, March 31st. That is 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's live on Relevant Radio, Trending with Timory. And you can also listen to it on the Relevant Radio app if you download that, or you can go online and listen to it on there. It will be in the podcast section. Wonderful. I love that. Um, and then I was on recently this podcast called the Beauty Marks Podcast. Um, and it's with the sweetest young woman, uh, Elizabeth, I'm forgetting her last name, but she, it was so much fun. Oh, here, I have it on my Instagram. Um, Elizabeth S-A-B Sablon, but yeah, it's called the Beauty Marks Podcast. And we talked all about, you can just find it on wherever you listen to your podcast. And it's me, basically me and Elizabeth just going, getting in it. Um, we talk about should men pay on the first date, how to get a second date, what questions to ask on dates. So it was really fun to do that. Um, but yeah, and then we can say the heart of dating bachelorette, Alessandra was yes. in Orlando, gave a thrilling talk a few weeks ago and we are in the process. I think Anastasia is the bat- heart of dating bachelorette and she's going to be meet- doing her dates next week. We will have the, should, yeah, the alive one, which, and Alessandra, can you tell us a little bit about how it's going to be streamed? 
Yeah, um, that's a good question. That's we'll a have it good on our, question. We'll have it on our Instagram. Yeah. So make sure you look, you look at our matchmaker, Alessandra Conti and matchmaker Christina Pineda. Yeah, you Instagram guys. to see how you can tune in. But it's Tuesday, March 8th. And that is 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I love that. All right, final segment, both of our new segments, Alessandra's Affirmation. So I want you guys to pause whatever you're doing right now and take two deep breaths with us, okay? So in two, three, four, hold and out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let it all out, honey. My affirmation for today is you are the star of your life. You are the star of your life. Remember that, honey. You're the star. Shine. Shine (laughs) on, honey. Christina? Classics with Christina this week is going to be The Great Gatsby, actually, by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And I was thinking, I'm listening to a podcast about it, a BBC podcast about it right now. But I was thinking about it because a lot of our members put The Great Gatsby as their favorite book. And we usually realize that they haven't really done much reading since high school, (laughs) if that's the case. However, better is catcher in the rye. That's when you really know catcher in the rye. Yep. Sorry, Christina. Yeah. So I I guess my take, and no, there are people who really love the great Gatsby and they've read much more. So my theory was incorrect about that, but who knows? My takeaway for that is to sometimes, well, Gatsby's chasing this fantasy of Daisy, who's actually not, it's not going to work out with her. And it's a lot of times people are chasing the phantom X and it's important to realize that you need to focus on going in the right direction instead of trying to capture something from the past that you want to work out that's not working out. Great. Thank you so much for that, Christina. That's such great advice. Um, Wonderful. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. We're always here for you. We have upwards of 85 episodes that you guys can catch up on if you want more. Um, They are from years ago. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for like six years, which is insane. So you can hear all of our rumblings about musings um, from all those years ago and see how our dating advice has changed over the years as we've aged, as we've aged. Um, but thank you guys so much. And we are sending you all of our love and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to dating in the city. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.